Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's up, my party animals? How's it going out there? Home, oh, home boy. <laughs> home dog. Welcome back to this week's episode of... We didn't introduce ourselves. <laughs> I don't know why you went right into it. We don't time up chicken or scoop until the end. I'm sorry. This is my first podcast. Okay. Hi, I'm Lexi. And I'm Gabby. And, and we're, we're the, the Fuller, Fuller sisters. sisters. That's what we say at the beginning. Welcome back to our podcast. This week's episode is going to be a fun girl talk episode. You guys loved the last episode with Taylor King that we did this kind of theme. So we decided. And I feel like. When, because we did it with a guest, a lot of it was like advice giving and not so much our stories and our like general knowledge on these topics. So we're going to do just a girl talk one-on-one, give you guys some of the tea that we've been through and just share some stories and just have some laughs together. Yes, but before that, let's roll the intro music. Order's up. The scoop is hot and ready to be served. So, getting into this week's episode, let's talk about the weekly scoop. Gab, take it away. All right, I try to plan out my weekly scoop because I feel like I have been sucking at thinking of what I did all week. So, we're going to start with, as we're filming this, it's the day that Jerry Harris um, pleaded guilty in court to the child pornography. I obviously don't know the actual, like, law terms and, like, the actual crime that was committed, but we had a few questions saying like are you able to address the situation or at least just talk about it and because he was a potential guest that we were going to have on we feel like we want to say something obviously that we obviously did not know this was happening we do not condone this at all we are very against the actions that he did and we do not think it's right at all and we are very happy that the unfortunately the minors that were involved are kind of getting some justice and things are getting settled and it's also bringing to light a lot of issues in the cheerleading community community So it's going to be something that's going to be crazy for a little bit, but it's definitely something that's been needing to be done for a long time, just like it was in women's gymnastics. So hopefully this kind of cleans up the sport a little bit and makes it a safe place for everyone else because it is such a safe place for me and it's where I go to kind of escape all my outside problems. So the fact that for some people it brought more problems to them, unfortunately, just makes me really sad. So I'm hoping all of that gets handled, but we wanted to touch on that at the beginning of this episode because we know that we were going to have him on as a guest obviously not now moving on the rest of the week what did i do i tried the tiktok talkie cream cheese jalapeno snack lexi have you seen that on tiktok nope i have no idea what you're talking about so you got a jalapeno you fill it up with cream cheese and then you stuff talkies in it i don't even know what those are you don't know what talkies are kind of like a hot cheeto ish thing it's like a chili lime okay spicy you did this snack yeah, so I was hanging with some friends last night, and he had two jalapenos left, and he was like, you, I am designating you as the other jalapeno eater. You need to try this, because I guess it's so good. I must say, I mean, I I love cream cheese, and you, Are like, just overload it with cream jalapenos? cheese. Jalapenos straight, straight from the store, straight from the field. Wait, straight you pick from them. our plant. I have them outside. <laughs> there you go. You gut the seeds out because the seeds are what's spicy. You don't want it to be like overly spicy. You like literally stuff it with cream cheese like completely. And then you put the Takis in it and just the balance of like the spiciness from the jalapeno and the Taki and then just like the cream cheese flavor. It's actually really good. It sounds so and, unhealthy. Oh, it totally probably is. But it is really good. I, I'm tempted to get some. T- I need ha- Takis and jalapenos. I don't own any of those. But I was pretty impressed. I didn't try the the other one going around is a pepper with cream cheese and everything with the bagel seasoning, which I know I th- I believe don't quote me on this. I think is like a big keto snack, and that's why it like got big on TikTok. Mm, that would be. But good. you would like that one. I feel like I don't think I would, but that's like the other big one. So I do want to try that. But quickly speaking of TikTok, we got an email today from the American Dental Association 
And the headline was TikTokers file down their teeth with nail files mm-hmm. and the dangers of it. I got an email in the dental community from this. Why are people, guys, stop. If you are one of because these people, Because there's people like me. Not. My orthodontist didn't grind my teeth down enough when I got you my braces off. You don't use a nail file. That can literally cause I nerve wouldn't. damage. I know. I didn't use a nail <laughs> file, but I want mine sawed down a little bit. Okay, contact me and I will fix all of your teeth, but please <laughs> don't do that. That stresses me out. Uh, okay continue okay so then this past weekend we had double o choreography we got a, we're so far ahead of our routine which is so weird to me because we couldn't stunt for like three months but i think because of that it forced us to just not like mess around all summer and we just like jumped onto it right away we are so far ahead in our routine to the point where they canceled our next weekend practice which is awesome and i was hoping i could come home but flights are looking like they're expensive so don't know if that's going to happen, but double choreo went well, but it's the time of the year where we're learning our pyramid, which means Gabby gets thrown around like a rag doll and is the test dummy for every flip. And I am now covered in bruises. Like if you didn't know me, you would probably think something is not well at home because my arm is literally just like black and blue all the way up. And like I literally look like I have bite marks. I don't know how the heck I got. I mean, I didn't get bite marks. I don't know how they look like bite marks, but that's always a great time for that and then what else did I do this week oh honestly I feel like I have this I wrote this down but I also am going to go into more detail because I know we got a question about this kind of dealing with the same type of thing but I've just the past like week week and a half I've just like fell in love with living alone and I saw something I honestly I think it was a TikTok that was like you know you're like over a breakup and like truly happy when you're happy alone because a lot of the times you can be happy and say you're happy like when you're with your friends or when you're distracting yourself because obviously in that moment you are but I feel like I'm at the point where like when I'm just alone I've just been so happy lately so Lexi's literally falling asleep I need a new co-host can someone we're gonna (laughs) send in your application on the chicken noodle scoop Instagram I need a new co-host she is not fun enough for me listen my week's well not started off it's thursday i woke up so early this morning to cram for i had a quiz and then back-to-back exams so your girl is tired and then i had night clinic tonight so this week has been a busy week when it comes to school and i've been a little stressed stressy pants you know but it's okay a little stress sally a little stress sally I did well on my exams today. Thank you for asking, Gabby. And You're welcome. <laughs> it was fine. So other than that, just been studying a lot this week. And then I put up on my Instagram, if you guys follow me on there, that I kind of deduced from my investigative work on the internet that Lola is going through some separation anxiety. She's always had it just because of the breed of dog she is. But since COVID, we've been home nonstop. And now I go to school for like longer periods of time. And she just like is rebelling. And so I got these like all natural Zen chews for dogs on Amazon. And I've been putting on separation anxiety relief music on YouTube for her when I leave the house on the TV. So I think it's been helping. We haven't had any incidents. I mean, it's only been like two days, but I will keep you guys updated on that because a lot of you reached out to me and said you didn't have any tips, but your dog was going through a similar thing. So, I will keep you guys updated on that, but that is literally my week. Very boring week. School packed, didn't get to do a ton of yeah, social media Yeah, we barely work. even got to watch Big Brother this week, and it's like the juiciest week. Like, finally drama's happening, even though it's drama I don't want to happen. I put on my Instagram, like, asking you guys who your favorite player is, and a lot of you agreed that it's Tyler, but everyone is just, every time I start to like someone, they do something that makes me not like them as a player at mm-hmm. all. I liked Danny. Now I can't stand her. Loved Tyler on his old season. And he's just so weird this season. And the way he's trying to like talk to people and play the game. I don't know. And I liked Nicole, but she's been on it so many times that I'm kind of over her. So like, I don't even, I mean, I guess Tyler would be my favorite or one of my favorites, but he's just done so many weird things in the game. And honestly, that episode's on right now as we're recording, but we can't watch it because Sean is at night school. He's at his obviously have to class. wait for him. <laughs> yeah. So I think right now my favorites are Cody and Enzo. I do like them. And then. Uh, yes, I do like those two as well. I would say Cody, Enzo, and Tyler are probably my top three. I like Davon. I think I was going to say, player. I also, I used to not like her. Well, not not like her, but when she was on her seasons, I feel like she was just known for drama. And she like admits that. 
I, I do like her as a player a lot this season. Yeah. All right, so why don't we get right into the episode? You guys asked us a lot of questions, and we're just going to jump right in. Okay, so we're going to start with the one that was most asked. I We got this one so many times, and we did touch on it in the TK episode, but I guess we're just going to touch on it again because you guys are very curious. So, first period stories. Now, we told Lexi's from my perspective on TK in, like, full detail, so I'll just brief give you the rundown. Basically, we were in Florida on vacation. It was April Fool's. I was, Lexi's not a morning person, so she stayed home, and I was at, we were at BJ's, which is, like, a Sam's Club or a Costco, with, it was me, my mom, and my aunt. April Fool's, and Lexi, like, I don't know if she called or texted my mom and was like, I started my period and we're all dying. We're like, ha ha ha, April Fool's, good one. Like, that was such a good one. So funny. It wasn't an April Fool's joke. (laughs) So now, Lexi, from your point of view, like, what was going through your head at that moment or what, like, what did you do? You were home alone, right? Um, Yeah, I was home alone and I, I don't know. I was like, I think I was 13 and I... I don't know I just I feel like I was a late bloomer as it is so I just kind of like sat there and I was like well now what like I didn't really know what to do nobody was home so I think I stayed on the toilet literally until you guys got home because I was like (laughs) so uh what do I do now (laughs) like straight chilling I remember mom like always talking to us though that like when we didn't start it yet and she was like oh me and your aunt were around this time like it's probably gonna happen soon for you and I think she was pretty spot on with both of us I don't really have a crazy story either. I remember coming home from school one day and I had like a little, what what is it called? Spotting? Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, this is weird. I mean, I assumed it was that. And then I literally didn't get my period again for like another, like quite a few months. And then I just started it. But I was the younger sister. So obviously like she went through it. So And we had health class a lot. And I feel like our health class was always very detailed about everything. So it wasn't like... I had a crazy tragic story. Luckily, I didn't like bleed through anything while I was at school or while I was anywhere else. So we were very fortunate that we didn't have any crazy stories there. But that was it. That was our first period stories. Our mom has always been very open with us about stuff like that. So I feel like we didn't have any like weird conversations or weird experiences at all. Yeah, I would agree. And then going off of that, we had a lot of questions about like, birth control and cramps and how do you deal with cramps so why don't you take it away from a cheerleader's perspective of how being an athlete these days is with your period so I actually when I first got my period my period affected me like in no way at all I didn't have any cramps I wasn't tired Mm. I wasn't like shocker must be nice (laughs) well that was when I was like first started and when I was still like in the end of middle school into high school and I remember when I was on aqua randomly they started to get really bad in practice to the point where I would like I felt like I just couldn't like as a flyer you literally have to squeeze everything and I felt like I couldn't like my cramps hurt so bad that I felt like my midsection was like numb but I also I've never been one to take Midol or take Advil for them at all I've literally never done that so I would just like push through them as I did with literally everything else in my life I feel like I hardly ever take medicine for like little things like that so they were like starting to build up again and that was when my mom was like just go on birth control it'll help it and like who cares it only does stuff to like protect you in the future and like my mom has been on birth control Lexi was on birth control so that's the thing I had horrible cramps when my period started like literally couldn't get off the couch so when we went to the doctor to ask like you know how can we relieve this because nothing was working that's when she suggested that I get on birth control so then it was obviously just my mom being like okay well this worked for your sister so let's try it right. for you and that's how all that happened I actually had a rough road with switching birth controls and finding mm-hmm. one that works for me I love the one I'm on right now but if you are having issues with finding different birth control pills or just different methods that are giving you weird side effects I've been there so just stick through it and talk to your doctor and they will help you find the best one for you that's my advice the, on that honestly. yeah and the good thing is like obviously it's not a one-size-fits-all pill like we all have completely different bodies completely different hormones like however all that works i didn't take a single anatomy class but <laughs> <laughs> but there's so many different kinds of birth control so like if one doesn't work for you there's so many other options unfortunately it is a long road of having to go because i think you have to take it for like 
two weeks before it even like really affects your body or something like that longer than that it's usually a couple months before it two like, months fully, maybe then fully maybe two months in. not two weeks yeah so it's unfortunately a long road but there are so many other options out there that if one doesn't work for you you can find the one that you like I was lucky enough where the first one like I mean my cramps were bad but they weren't terrible so the first birth control I was on helped them and I had no other side effects if anything I I don't know if it was just a coincidence I feel like it almost made me lose weight that was just the year that I just when I was 17 I just like lost a ton of baby fat I don't know it just happened I just I didn't do anything to try to do it I don't know if it was just a coincidence it was like the same time I got on birth control or whatever but other than that I really don't have any other side effects with it but our family was always very pro birth control we didn't really have any tough conversations about that our mom was kind of the ones that I mean for me at least she was the one that like told me to get on it I would say just be honest with your family and with your doctor that's the best advice I can give when it comes to any of that Next question. Well, I got, uh, hold on. Oh, oh, on oh, that. Sorry. Just other things we do for cramps. Um, I have this little like porcupine hedgehog thing that's filled with rice. I think that like is a little heating pad, stuff like that. I'm not one. Do you crave chocolate? I crave chocolate every day of my life, but when I'm on my period, I don't have an appetite and I don't crave chocolate. Like I, so I do the opposite. I also don't have an appetite. When I'm nearing my period and on my period, I'm not as hungry as I normally am at all. Mm-hmm. But I definitely find myself reaching for chocolate more than I would normally. Really? Mm-hmm. I feel like I don't. And I mean, especially I, like, in I just the morning had two chocolate and at bars night. now, but yeah. Well, yeah. No, I don't know. I mean, not that I've ever paid attention to it, but I really don't think I've noticed me reaching for chocolate. But I do the opposite of overeating. And not, not that I like under eat, I still eat, but I like noticeably am not in the mood for any specific type of food or like nothing really sounds good. I just always. Yeah, I lack an appetite when I'm on my period also. But other than that, like, like I said, I don't really take Midol or Advil for my cramps at all. I just kind of wait them out. A lot of times I feel like it's almost helps to be more active. Like whenever I get cramps at period, uh, what? Whenever I get, I was going to say cramps at period. Whenever I get cramps at practice now. I don't realize I'm cramping until I'm sitting there doing nothing. Yeah. So when I'm like, yeah, when I'm like physically active, it helps a lot. So hot baths, heating pads, Mm -hmm. working out. And also like, don't be so hard on yourself. Like when I, I, there's times where I noticeably like can tell I'm just off and 99% of the time it's because I'm on my period. Like Mm -hmm. I just feel like I'm tired. I'm drained. Like your body is literally like going through it like don't be so hard on yourself if you have to take the day off of whatever it is you're doing like take an easy day like I know it's unfortunately the way society is it's no one not no one but I feel like it's kind of downplayed what girls go through every single month and I wish it wasn't but your body's like going through it so don't be so hard on yourself if you just feel off or your cramps are bad or you feel like you can't get out of bed you are unmotivated whatever the case is because girl we all go through it okay i need a new co-host she's (laughs) yawning she is boring i feel like i'm carrying this my back is hurting next but (laughs) i got a very long dm on our podcast instagram that was talking about basically i'm gonna sum up the story um because i think a lot of people go through this so she was saying that her and her boyfriend um were very close before they dated and then they dated and they broke it off because they were arguing and just didn't have the same, I guess, idea going through their relationship. So they broke up. However, they are still keeping in touch on and off and it's making it hard to get over him. And she was saying that she wishes they hated each other because it would be easier. But what should she do? Should she cut it off? She wants to keep talking because they were so close. All of that. So my best advice for this is if you feel that you need time to yourself to get over somebody take that time you don't have to say like oh screw you or block them and hate them just say listen but if it gets to that point if it helps that you have to like not like knowing that their profile's there and every time their name comes up if you're gonna keep scrolling through their instagram block them it's not an immature thing you can mute people now or mute them yeah worry about it but what i was saying was that if you have to do that to get over somebody just respectfully say like hey listen this isn't anything on you it's just something I need to do to heal myself and work on myself and focus on you. 
and that's totally fine. Other people, they, you know, have no problem getting over somebody while they're still in touch with them, and that's totally fine. But just know yourself, and if it's not working for you, don't be afraid. It doesn't mean you're never going to talk to them ever again. Just you need to work on yourself right now and healing, and you can go back to that friendship, you know, when you guys are both at different places in your life. But also, wait, so to clear up the story, did he end things with her? I think it was a mutual thing, but then they okay. kept going back and forth, like, let's talk. And then one of them would say, no, let's, like, cut it off. And it was very on and off. Hot and I was going to say, if it's, I know this is a common situation where he ends things and he's like, oh, I just want to be friends. Yet he's still literally, it's a win-win situation for him. Like, he doesn't have the commitment, yet you're there every time he needs you to be. And you're, like, still talking to him and you're still doing all that for him. Literally, like, if it's a situation like that, it's going to be better for you to cut that communication completely, like, cold turkey. And putting your happiness first and, like, using that time to heal. Because if you're just still giving into every little thing he's doing without even realizing it half the time. And you probably don't even realize that it's so one-sided. But if it was his decision to end things and now he's still coming to you for those little things whether you're still I'm not saying this is that situation at all but just in general like if you're still hooking up or like whatever the case is you have to realize that he's probably getting everything he wants out of the situation and it is just probably draining you emotionally and everything and if it's a situation like that like it's best to either block him or just like distance yourself from him as much as possible because it's only going to make it so much harder for you to keep it going. Okay, well, before, I, I didn't know where that question was going, but one more question to tie back in to the other one, because I guess it fits more there. I have it written down for later, but um, someone asked, like, periods within cheerleading and, like, tampons, pads, whatever. I mean, obviously, this is a personal preference, but I feel like it would almost be impossible to practice and compete with a pad. So I would say, even no matter how young you are, I think personal experiences tampons are obviously way easier and just way more secure than a pad and I'm so 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 sorry if you have a white uniform and if you're on your period of competitions that is the the most stressful situation I've luckily never had to deal with it we don't ever really have white uniforms and the one time we did I wasn't on my period but do what you got to do to secure yourself. If you have to change your tampon the second before you walk on stage, do it because nothing is worse than on already being stressed for competition and then on top of that being so stressed out that you're wearing a wet uniform. I know the feeling just in general because I am the girl that pees when I tumble. No, I don't even tumble. <laughs> and somehow I pee when I tumble. And a white uniform is just she's stressful. The girl that pees when she tumbles. <laughs> Sean just came home, by the way, everybody. That's a very common thing. Very common. I don't even tumble somehow I pee when I compete but so white uniforms are stressful all around so I'm so sorry if you're on your period while you have one anyway oh my okay <laughs> well we're gonna change the subject so we had some questions about approaching a guy or a girl versus waiting for the other person to make a move what's your thoughts on this I say if you want to go for it go for it Doesn't I mean what be these societal right. pressures on who Not talks to you first and what's the you worst it's going to do? Make the first move. They say no. Okay, at least you know now. Like, I think it's, I, I say that as I would probably never be like that straightforward with someone. But She would never. But like, life is short. You, you got to know one way or the other. And if you don't just straight up ask, then you're just going to keep wondering. So I think this also applies to like making friends and like trying to start a friendship. I can't tell you how many mm -hmm. times I've been like, oh, that girl's so cool. I'd love to be friends with her. And then the opportunity passes because I didn't say anything when they could be thinking the same thing. So just don't be afraid to just be like, hey, I love your outfit. Like a simple compliment like that sparks up a conversation and makes somebody feel so good. Like if you like her outfit. Especially at the age of most of our audience, whether that's in college, right out of college or like going into college, like everyone is almost like 99% of people are always looking for new friends. So I feel like if you just reach out to someone, like nine times out of 10, they're going to be so excited that you reached out. And they're probably honestly had that same thought about you in like the total opposite way. So I say go for it. It doesn't have to be the boy asking the girl. It doesn't have to be whatever the case is. If it's something that you're interested in, it's better to know and just get an answer right away than to be worrying about it for a while. And if somebody doesn't want to be your friend or your boyfriend or your girlfriend, then you don't need them anyways. That's exactly. all. Exactly. 
and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's better to at least know that answer than to be wasting your time on someone or whatever the case is. Like, if they say no, okay, it might suck for a second, but you're probably going to be thankful that they straight up just said no and you didn't waste time, like, wondering or wondering. worrying about it. Yeah. yeah. With that, we have, what do you do when a guy you like and who likes you doesn't want a relationship? Sometimes I think that's a cop-out. Sometimes I, yes. I've been there where I, like, literally just didn't want that in that moment. Like, But most of the time, it's not that you don't want a relationship. It's that you don't want a relationship with that person. Yeah. Because if the right the person was, were to come in, like, I just feel like, one, you're, like, yes, there's a point where, like, I could say right now I'm not ready for a relationship, but, or not that I don't want to commit to a relationship or whatever the case is because I'm having fun being single and doing all this. But also, if the right person came into my life and I was having so much fun with them, I would never be like, oh, no, I'm not ready for that yet because, like... See, but there are some people that just don't want to be tied down in that moment. Like, we're very much so, like, long-term relationship yeah. people. But I think that there are people out there that are not, and that's okay. I think the the big thing is you need to feel out if it's the truth and mm-hmm. if you want to wait around for somebody or if they're just stringing you along and right, kind of like what I was saying earlier, if they're getting the best of both worlds where they're not in a committed relationship, so they get to go around and do this with whoever they want because, like, nothing is tied down. But if you feel like you're not that person and you feel like you are giving your all to this person, even though they don't want to have that, like, label on the relationship, that's not fair to you. So, yeah, I feel like it's a situation. Obviously, it's very situational. Every relationship is going to be different. I don't know, the, obviously, all the details to this story, but... Clear communication is key. Trust is key. Know if there's actually a real, if there's a reason why they don't want a relationship or if it's just, yeah, like she said, like a cop out or kind of like a cover up for something else. I feel like a lot of times people say like, oh, I don't want one either. And then they'll just like be stuck in a situation that they think that they can handle in that moment because that's what the other person wanted. But just be honest with yourself. If you don't want a hookup situation you want an actual relationship then tell that person and if they don't then that's not the person for you in the moment and that's fine I just think clear open communication solves so many problems absolutely literally everything in a relationship communication can like fix everything yet it's such a it's like the biggest it's so hard for people to communicate yeah I agree it is tough because everybody has different like just like they have different love languages, like we talked about in the episode with Gretchen last week, everybody has their own way to communicate. Everybody has their own apology language. So, for example, going off on a tangent a little bit here, but my apology language, I think the love languages author actually has. Okay, I was just going to say, does this exist or should we copyright it and make it right now? Because I think that's no, it so exists. smart. It exists. Um, and my apology language is somebody admitting that they were wrong and then talking about how we can fix it for the next time that is how I accept apologies so for me when I'm in an argument or any sort of disagreement if I want to move forward after an apology that is how I accept it but that's not everybody Mm -hmm. you know some people could just would rather just move past it and pretend it didn't happen or even just like take time for them to think within themselves and not necessarily have that like deep talk together like if it's something that they just need to kind of step away from cool down from the situation and just totally self-evaluate like there's people like that I feel like you're kind of like that you don't really care to talk about an apology when it's happening you're kind of I mean "Eh, I'm good well within a relationship I enjoy sitting down and making sure we're on the same page at least I don't think it has to be a long drawn out thing I feel like a lot of the time I'm very understanding and I'll take the blame for it and I'll like try my best moving forward to fix it I do feel like there has to be a point where you talk to each other and figure it out but I would say I I am a type of person that does a lot of self-evaluating more than like having to talk through it with someone else but yeah knowing someone how did we get onto this I don't remember where we were but knowing someone's apology language and how they communicate in a relationship is huge and I wish that was more common to figure out just like someone's love language is there is a quiz go take it online everybody okay Next question. Shaving versus waxing and your thoughts. So I've, I've never waxed anything but my eyebrows and I don't even do that. I think I well, waxed my, my eyebrows, eyebrows when okay. I was 13. Let's talk about eyebrows first. That's easy. I get my <laughs> eyebrows threaded and then I just pluck in between when I get them threaded. 
Gabby used to do that, but she only plucks now. I haven't. I got mine threaded in 2017, and that was the last time. I also just have really sensitive skin, so I used to get my eyebrows waxed. I know you guys couldn't care less about eyebrows, and that's so not what you asked, but (laughs) we're starting here. (laughs) Um, I used to get my eyebrows waxed. I'm fuzzy. That's the word to use. Like, luckily, most, like, all my like arm hair and leg hair is blonde my leg hair grows so fast i'm honestly i'm hairy everywhere but in the areas you would think if you're catching what i'm putting down like that's not bad at all but like my arms are so hairy my legs are so hairy luckily oh they're blonde. i remember before you started shaving my your legs, your eyebrows was so, so bushy so like thick yeah my eyebrows used to be caterpillars on my face your like, legs kind of looked like a so golden retriever that's a like good the way whole to put dog. it. <laughs> the whole dog. <laughs> Even like my belly. My belly is just really fuzzy. Luckily, just all my body hair is blonde on those areas. But when it comes to eyebrows, I had caterpillar, caterpillar eyebrows. And I was young when I first got them done. Because my mom was like, you need to fix this. They look bad. So I started with getting them waxed. Have really sensitive skin. That made me broke out. That made me break out. Switch to threading. Oh my gosh, I need a new co-host. She can't speak. <laughs> switch to threading so painful would cry every time not cry but my eyes would just water unintentionally every single time but I love the way they looked so I kept that up for quite a few years and then world's 2017 I got my eyebrows threaded and I broke out so bad and I was scarred it wasn't like that bad I'm being dramatic but and I literally haven't got my eyebrows shaped threaded done anything in over three years now I will go on record saying that I think getting my eyebrows threaded is the painful, most painful thing I have ever been through. It is like excruciating for me and it's I don't bad. know and why. And it's just over and over and you have to sit there and like hold your eyelid down so you're just helping in the pain but like you can't Ugh. do anything about it. Yeah. But I must say I'm very proud of my eyebrows for literally not getting them done in three years. Pretty impressive. Okay, so moving on. I've never gotten I've never waxed, waxed because I, and here's why. One, I think it's kind of expensive most of the time. Two, you have to like let your body hair grow out so long before you can get it waxed. I can't let myself get to that point. Now, if I could just like laser off all my leg hair, that would be fantastic. I hate shaving my legs. It is like mm-hmm. the most tedious that task. That is the I good and bad it. thing about having blonde hair is I don't have to shave it as much. But the bad thing is I don't realize how bad it is until it gets to the point that I am yeah. a bear. Because it's so hairy, but I don't see it because it's blonde until I'm like out in the sun and I'm like, oh my Mm -hmm. God, I hope no one is looking at my legs right now because they are so bad. But I must say it's weird because I feel like, like I said, I'm hairy everywhere else, but like my armpits don't get that bad. And obviously like my, my girly down there, my shark coochie. (laughs) (laughs) There was a tweet that we saw. That was a charcuterie board, and it said, I just want to be one of those girls that can make those charcuterie boards. And we were both crying. died laughing. But I must say, like, obviously I don't just, but, like, talking to all my friends, I feel like I'm not hairy down there compared to other people, and I don't have a problem shaving it at all. So I just shave everything whenever I need to. I don't ever have an issue with, like, skin irritation shaving, and I don't use, I literally just, not that I, I don't use shaving gel at all. Like, I straight up just shave with water in the shower. Like, everything. I don't know how and you I, do that. I don't have skin irritation at all. So, I don't ever have to worry about it, like, with my bikini line or anything. It's I, only I'm a problem I'm very lucky and a blessing, legs. I know. Because I know that is a huge insecurity in a lot of girls. And I know that if I had that issue, it would be an insecurity of mine. Considering I'm in a bathing suit 24-7. And a lot of times, they show a lot of skin. But I, both of us just shave and go from there. I wouldn't mind getting like laser, like she said, on my legs or even just my armpits. Not that armpits, I feel like grow back the fastest and I'm always in tank tops and sports bras that a lot of times I just forget because it's not like something I'm staring at a lot. I wouldn't mind. We've never done laser, but that's probably something I wouldn't mind doing, getting like my armpits laser. So I just didn't have to worry about it anymore. My only one is my legs because I just hate shaving my legs. I just feel like that would take forever to laser. Yeah, probably. It's not practical. I'm not saying I'm going to. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> that is my least favorite activity is shaving my legs. So I Yeah, I'm just... so bad at it. I re- it's, it's really bad. See, that is one plus of living up in the north. 
nobody sees your legs for most of the year (laughs) very true not me because i would always be in shorts for cheer anyway so i always had to do it but it doesn't it doesn't really phase me if it's hairy it's it's hairy and i'm sorry but i don't want to spend that it just takes so much longer like that is a when you commit to doing a full shave routine in the shower your shower just increased by like three times the amount that you were planning on spending Anyway, now that we went on a full story on that one, does Lexi ever get uncomfortable with how close you are with Sean? <laughs> okay, no, I love that because, like, the three of us can just, like, hang out and talk and he doesn't get annoyed if, like, I'm talking to Gabby because right. he wants to talk to her too because we're all just, like, friends and we, like, get along. It's um, I just hate that it's such a societal, like, you can't have a platonic relationship with a boy and not like him. Like, it honestly seems to me like they are brother and sister. Like, they grew literally, up brother and sister. Sean is my brother. Like, yeah, we talk about literally everything because I that's what I talk about Lexi with. Like, we, he's legitimately, like, my big brother. Yeah. It's not, like, nothing is ever weird between us. Literally yeah, no. ever. He was going to, like, go down and hang out with her for, like, a week when I was in school and no part of me was concerned about that whatsoever. Like No, like, it's literally... And I've said this to Lexi, like, I used to think I was close with Lexi's ex-boyfriends, but now with how close I am to Sean, I feel like I've never even, like, I don't, I like, it's so weird to think of a, any type of relationship I had with your ex-boyfriends. Yeah, I agree. Because with, honestly, also, me and Sean are the same, I feel like we have the same personality in a lot of ways, especially with dealing with Lexi. Mm-hmm. I, I say that, like, it's, but just, like, the, like, the dynamic of me and Lexi's relationship and Sean and Lexi's relationship, friendship-wise, I feel like is the same. So that's why it's really easy for me and Sean to get along, and we just bond over that. Everything like, they hate about me. Lexi. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, the people want to know if I think it's weird that you and Gabby are so close. <laughs> we just said no. Not fam. Not fam, he said. No, nah, not at all. It's not weird. As I speak, I'm sending you both a TikTok. He's sending us a TikTok as he speaks. He said, I was wondering why he's laughing at his phone. Okay, next question. I'm about to turn 30 and still have no big love in my life. Should I worry? Absolutely not. It is 2020. People are all at their own pace on their own timeline. I mean, there are people my age that are married with kids and I'm still in school. So everybody's on their own timeline. There is no need to rush. And there's a reason that you are not in a long-term relationship right now and that's totally fine you're focusing on you and when Mm -hmm. that time comes and you find the person that complements your life in that moment everything will work out but I do not think that that is like a red flag or weird I think that you just know what you want and that hasn't come along yet all right I'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason and the people that come into your life are meant to be there so if you're just holding out for that special someone and not going through the unnecessary heartbreak and just all the other like like little relationships then like that's fine just hold out for someone special and whoever's meant to be in your life is going to come and find you although it comes down to everybody is different on the other side of that if it is something that you do want to attract into your life make sure you are like dating apps are so normalized now like if even if you just want to go date around and like play play the game a little bit scope out the field I don't I don't I'm getting all these phrases mixed up or whatever just download a dating app go on a few dates like whatever the case is if it's something that you are wanting to happen then put yourself out there and don't be too scared to like try out a few people until you find the special someone but like she said everyone is on their own timeline everyone is on their own path and you do you boo and don't ever feel like you have to do something just because that's what society says preach most admirable qualities in a significant other besides like the obvious like what are your like my like number one thing is humor first of all Mm -hmm. like that may not seem like the most important thing but if you cannot make me laugh i will be miserable and i will not want to spend any time with you that is humor is a big one with me because i'm a very very i'm starting to realize i'm a very independent person when it comes to my relationships friendships relationships everything like I am more than capable of living on my own by myself like so I need someone that's gonna make me want to spend time with them like I need them to uplift my life in humor and all that like personality is huge for me Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I agree. Another one is just, I don't know, somebody who's got their own stuff going on so we can mm-hmm. both be independent because I'm an independent person, but also like likes to do similar things as me. Like, I think that that is obviously goes without saying, but I want to come. Basically, I want to be able to come home at the end of a long day of doing my own thing and then we can watch a show that we both love on Netflix and just relax and just laugh at the same TikToks and mm-hmm. I don't know. Basically what I have in Sean, <laughs> except he showed me a couple and dumb ones today and I was like, um. <laughs> Another few qualities that come to mind. Actually, honestly, every time I've been hanging out with friends, this is what we like to do now is just talk about deep conversations like this instead of just like stupid small talk. A lot oh, of the times they're slightly intoxicated, which makes it a lot funnier. But another one that always comes along is just being genuine. They're the same person around all of their friends. They're not trying to be someone they're not. Like, they are just unapologetically themselves in every situation. That's a big one. Like, you want someone that is just truly who they are. Yes, Lexi. I have learned that I need somebody that is patient because I am not. And I need somebody that compliments that. So someone that is patient is key for dealing with me. Another big thing is just non-judgmental. Like I said, I don't shave my legs very often. If that's going to bother you that bad, that will drive me nuts. Crazy things happen in relationships. My ex has had to deal with a lot of period blood. And he (laughs) did it without... I mean, not a lot. I mean, there wasn't anything (laughs) terrible. But, like, stuff happens. And he did it and would not put up a fight. And he would help me clean anything. And whatever the case was. Like, that was huge for me. Like, someone that's just not going to judge or not going to care or, like not going to bring up what happened in your personal life into like a story to try to be funny and all their friends like just someone that is truly just non-judgmental in everything in your life if it's something that doesn't bother me I don't want it to bother you I don't want you to bring it up and make it a big deal let's just not judge each other world peace peace and blessings (laughs) yeah I agree big thing for me is just like that friendship connection in addition to the relationship like Sean and I Mm -hmm. were able to be very comfortable very on just with like being ourselves and I think that that's a big reason that everything worked the way it did like I think even when our parents were together and listen they're divorced maybe that's why like they still didn't like fart or poop in front of each other (laughs) and like I get some people are like not about that but also like why like why are you just hiding hiding those things some people just don't do that in front of anybody though but like if you're married, some people, like, I mean, this is just how some people are. Everyone's yeah, different. We're just not like that. So we're saying that's what we need. <laughs> yeah, that's what we just need. Someone that is also on the same page as us. All right. Those are all my questions. Lexi, do you have one more to wrap it up or a few more? Whatever you got going on? Yeah, I think you should answer this one and then I'll do one more that I can play a role in. I mean, I've gone through this myself, too, but right now it's very appropriate for what you're going through. So how do you handle living alone as a single girl? All right, so my biggest thing is I used to want to move into a house so bad because I financially can handle it and it's actually, it's just a way better like monetary investment than living in an apartment. However, now that I live alone, I feel so much faith, so much safer in an apartment. I live in a gated community. There's a clubhouse that handles everything if I need it. There's a maintenance guy. If anything breaks, I don't have to worry about doing it myself. The apartment complex has, I just feel like apartments in general, like there's how many doors in this apartment complex? Like, what are the odds that I'm the one door that, whatever, like the scary guy off the side of the road picks? Like, and my, my thing's gated. He can't even get in. So I just feel like one would be finding a safe place to live, even if unfortunately that was a little bit higher in rent. Your safety is so much more important than you having to like feel like you're always getting watched or followed and you just don't feel safe in your own home. Like nothing sounds worse to me than that feeling because that's how I am when I leave my apartment I hate going anywhere alone I get terrified I feel like everyone is out to get me I feel like I'm just honestly like the like the target of sex trafficking or like men trying to kidnap someone like I am a small girl that is probably defensiveless in a lot of situations and that scares me not defensive I was thinking okay (laughs) defenseless there was also another word I was trying to say at the same time and then I now I lost it Mm, I don't remember um but yes I'm I feel like I'm defenseless and I am just a huge target of that so that scares me already enough in the real world I need to feel safe in my apartment so I feel like Finding an apartment complex that kind of checks off all those boxes is definitely huge. 
Also, I recommend getting a dog. If someone were to try to sneak in, not that Cloud would do anything but go to lick them, but he would bark at least. He would notify me and then he would go try to be their friend, but at least I would be notified. It would wake me up, whatever the case is. I do feel like that definitely keeps me a lot safer. And I also just feel really lucky that I live in the same apartment complex as a lot of friends. So maybe like living in the close vicinity of anyone you know in the area that could help you out if they needed to. Or even just like something that I wish I did better is like know my neighbors better. Like there's four apartment four apartment doors within like my floor area. And I feel like that's something that would... <laughs> what did he just say? I've been trying to understand him for the past 30 minutes of what he's trying to say. And he finally just gave up lip syncing and screamed, we can eat cheese. <laughs> anyway, what I'm saying is like become friends with your neighbors. That way, if you do ever feel unsafe or you need anything, I'm sure they would love to help out and make you feel safe and give you a little bit more comfort. So that is my experience with that. I honestly have loved living alone lately. And... I feel like it's something that I never really thought I would have done, but I kind of love it or I do love it. And I'm happy that it, it turned out this way. As you far anything as like, to add. Yeah. So I was just going to say, as far as the safety stuff, I think you all hit it. You hit it right on the head. If that's the saying. Hit, the, hit the nail right on the head. Living close to people that you know is good for safety as well as just like, if you want to see people, it's a very yeah. easy way, either in the same apartment complex or in the same neighborhood Things like that. And then FaceTime is a great thing when Gabby's feeling like bored alone or, or just so after us. after practice, if I come home too late, parking is like really bad in my apartment complex. And if I have to park on the opposite side of the complex and walk alone at night, I make sure I call someone in my family. So I'm not just walking alone, even though I've literally never felt unsafe or uncomfortable in my complex. But that's just something that I want to make sure I do just in the one percent chance someone does try to do something like I am on the phone with someone. Yeah. Even though there, there was one time that Lexi was too busy and I was like, fine, I'll remember that when I'm kidnapped and I you can't I'm talk to me. sleeping or something. No, you were like, watching Ozark. Oh, I was watching TV and she was texting me. So it was fine. <laughs> I need to set the setting. I don't know if any of you know about this and we just don't, but my mom told us that there's a setting in your phone. I'm going to look right now as we're doing this that you can, because I sleep with my phone on silent and I guess there is a setting somewhere in here, I'll look for it later, that you can set certain people where if they, call, if they call you, it'll ring. So you know that like if it's an emergency or if they call you twice or something like that. So my mom has it for us where her phone's on silent when she goes to bed. But if like Gabby or I call her, it'll go through because she'll think it's an emergency. Her phone like alerts her as an emergency. So that's another tip randomly as I was just thinking about that. I don't know where that setting is, but I'll find it later. Okay. Last question. No, there, we're going to do two more questions quick. Okay. First one is going to be short. That's why. Favorite guilty pleasure. Someone asked what our guilty pleasures are. Mine is raw cookie dough or raw dough in general. I know that it is not good for me. I know that it is weird. But like when I'm making croissants, like the dough or when I'm, I'd rather, much rather eat cookie dough or brownie batter than the actual cookies or brownies. So that's my guilty pleasure, I guess. Mine would probably be chocolate chip pancakes at the moment, but that's not always been mine. Just a new random obsession that I like to do. I've been into raw cookie dough and raw dough and raw brownie batter since I was, since mm -hmm. I can remember. So I would say that that's mine. And then crappy reality TV, because I love that. Yeah. Ashley Tisdale's pregnant. I saw that. I Thank you for sharing that. that when it has You're nothing so to do with anything that we're talking about. <laughs> okay. Last question, because Gabby's already bored and on Instagram because she hates talking to me. I, it was Crazy. Twitter. <laughs> Craziest thing you did to impress somebody. Gabby has a story about this. So, uh, go ahead. so in sixth grade, I was at my birthday party and I had a combined birthday party with my friend and all of our cool guy friends were there and they knew every word to Not Afraid by Eminem and I felt left out because I only knew the chorus. So the next day, I spent all day on the couch learning every single word to Not Afraid by Eminem. And now I still, to this day, 22 years old, know every single word to Not Afraid by Eminem. And I don't think I was ever in a scenario where I needed to know it around them again. So it really didn't impress them at all because they never even got to hear me sing it. I wouldn't even say sing it. I guess I would rap it. But I am very proud that I still know every single word. Wow. And that is fabulous. that. <laughs> she asked me earlier if I've ever done anything to impress someone. And I said no. And that's why nobody really is impressed by me. So <laughs> I really I can't think of a single instance where I'm like, yeah, totally. But I'm pretty unimpressive over here, so that could be why. 
<laughs> All right. We're going to end this episode here. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Before we do that, let me check and see if there's a new podcast review on the Apple Podcast that we can read for you guys. I was just going to say, a lot of you asked where you can listen to this podcast, but like if you made it this far, you clearly already know where to listen to it. So you're not the audience. We need to be telling that too. <laughs> Fabulous. This one Fabulous. just says, obsessed. Five stars. Love this podcast. And it was a week ago. So thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to repeat one that, that I've already read. Short, oh, here's another one that I'm reading. Just because I love the username. So this was back in July. Five stars. Love it. This is a great podcast, it says. Thank you so much, Three Pugs and Chicken Nuggets. That's literally <laughs> their username. I love that. Speaking of that, I sounded like Lady Efron. Let us know if you think I should try to Ugh. get her on the podcast. I know. I love her. I love her. But I don't know we if should try to get more t- she is. But all of, our audience, or all of our guests have been YouTubers. We should try to get some TikTokers on. Heck yeah. All right. Make that a note. I'm going to reach out to some TikTokers tomorrow for Let next month's know. guest. Let, Let us, us know, know which other ones hear. you want to see or hear. Yeah, you don't really get to see them. You can check us out on chicken noodle underscore scoop on Instagram. That is the best place to reach out to us with anything the podcast related. And that is where you should let us know what TikTokers you want on the episode. Yes, I think that'd be a lot of fun, especially if we got her on. She is just... I Anything that comes out of her mouth is just hilarious. I, yes. I messaged her, her on Instagram telling her that I think that we'd be great friends. And she didn't answer it, but that's fine. I still, you know, shot my shot to be friends with her. But I just think she's hilarious. So let us know. With that being said, thank you guys so much for all of your support. I got a little emotion on the podcast post the other day because I was just so happy that we started this platform and that we did it for the I right reasons were... that we genuinely enjoy it. What? I thought you were going to say I got a little emotion during this podcast and I was like, what the heck did we talk about that made you emotional? No, no this didn't but make just me emotional in at all. general, just thinking about the amazing tired. audience that we created, it's a great feeling. And <sighs> it's something that we love doing. <laughs> what is that? Which Sean just sneezed, but I think he had an exorcist leave his body. So on that note, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We love you. Have a great day. If you're listening to this, you're beautiful and you deserve to be happy and go do something right now that you wouldn't normally do to treat yourself and make yourself happy. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to go buy yourself something. If that's what you want to do, go do it. If it's something as little as going to watch the sunset or just playing your favorite, going to take like the long way home to play your favorite song, go do it. Go do something to make yourself happy. Wow, I love that. Okay, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Chicken Noodle Noodle Scoop. Scoop. Peace Peace out. Oh, that was rough. I'm sorry, headphone users. (laughs) 